In this episode, I share with you some great tips on how to get a girl to fall in love with you. We also talk about how you can notice the red flags when you're dating a woman and how to recover after a tough breakup. Let's get you back in the game, man. Enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. Hi guys and welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. If you're joining us today on Instagram, you're joining us on Facebook, <laughs> hey Facebookers, uh, or if you're listening to the show after it's already, already been recorded on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes, hello and I hope you really enjoy the content. Today I have put together a handful of topics as I always set out to do. And we're going to go through them one by one and we're going to, well I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts, some of my knowledge, some of my ideas on each individual topic. So the topics that we have right now are how to make a girl fall in love with you. Okay, maybe you're dating a girl and you want to take it to the next step or get her more committed, her more invested in the idea of something more. We'll explore that in a little bit. And how to notice red flags when you're dating a woman, right? I think everyone has seen on the internet the crazy uh, graph or the crazy scale. Uh, it was a, <laughs> a very, very funny uh, video out there. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Check out crazy chart or crazy, crazy scale. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. How do, how do I identify the red flags when dating a woman? Um, dating after a tough breakup, okay? So, you know, how do you get how do you get back into it? How do you get the momentum going? How do you get the ball run? How do you deal with the emotional trauma and the roller coaster that you're going through? Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about that also, okay? And and some of you guys have already sent in your questions, which is uh, fantastic. And if you've got any questions, do please send them in. And uh, if, you know, if we've got time, I'll, I'll answer them. But some of these questions have been great so far. Uh, they've been, you know, how to get back out there when you've been single for well over a year. So I think that's a great question. I'm going to answer that one. Another question we've had in already is the do's and don'ts of dating apps. You know, so I have discussed a little bit about that on previous podcasts, but we'll touch a little bit more on that again. Um, someone has already asked, how did I build my confidence? I'll share with you a little bit about my story and some tips that have certainly helped me along the way and how to <laughs> how to game or you know date women or meet women if you are poor or you, you know you're, you're caught up in in the, the daily grind and the hustle uh, you know I, I've not always had the freedom that I do now to dedicate as much time as I do in this in this area of my life I also was in, in in a sort of hustle, that daily grind. So I'll I'll, I'll share with you guys uh, my tips on those right there. So I just want to really sort of start as well talking to you guys about you know what I've been doing this past week. And Richard Branson actually launched a new book. I don't know if you've seen it. I've got my copy right here. It's um, Finding My Virginity, guys. So check it out. It's um, he 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 was in London, East London, did a talk, and you know, just you know, it was like a very PR event, and obviously the questions were obviously preloaded, and um, but you know there was there was some a lot it, he gave a lot of value in in his talk, but something that really stood out for me and I, which I took note of, um, people when they meet me they say Johnny you're so calm, you know, you've got the patience of a saint. And I, I guess I have to because of the, you know, the people that I work with. And, you know, I'm always got to share tips and ideas on how you can, you know, not react to certain situations and just be a bit more chilled out, uh, you know, not be thinking irrationally. And one thing Richard said that he, which is, the question that was asked to Richard was, you know, how do you remain so calm and, and chilled? And his response is very interesting. He says, well, when I was younger, I had a lovely, yeah, and I do have a lovely mother. 
she every time I got angry, she made us stare at ourselves in the mirror and said, look, look, how, look how ridiculous you look when you're angry, when you're mad. And that early childhood experience of his mother forcing him to you know, do that when he was experiencing that sort of reaction conditioned him to not want to get angry, you know, not want to get pissed. I mean, I'm sure he has his moments like everyone does, but it's more controlled and it's, you know, you kind of move that energy elsewhere. I think it was a really great uh, bit of advice. And um, I mean, obviously there was a lot of business advice, et cetera, et cetera. But for what we're talking about right now, you know, we're trying to master our minds. We're trying to get intuitive about people, about social situations, about get, a, get better, you know, if we want a 10, we have to make ourselves a 10. Um, I think that's something that no matter what line of work you're in or who you are, what you do, uh, it's, it's a very strong bit of advice. You know, we do look stupid when we're angry. Right? So <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror, catch yourself looking at yourself in the mirror and just condition yourself to, uh, you know, be that chilled out hippie guy. Um, but yeah, so the book's called uh, Finding My Virginity. There it is again. Um Check it out. I mean, I'm, I've, geez, my, my bookshelf is starting to look like a bit, a bit like Waterstones now. I've, I've got so many books to get through. I'm constantly being given books or picking some up. And um, I really need to take some time out to read some of this stuff. Um, we've also got someone coming in on Tuesday. Um, a lovely guy, Tony Jetton Salimi. This is his book. It's hashtag loneliness. I'm going to be interviewing him on Tuesday for on this podcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, he's, he's a guy I just came across on Facebook and uh, he reached out to me many years ago and I wasn't checking my Facebook messages back there and then. And I, I checked I checked it out, got in touch with him, just seeing all the sort of stuff that he's been doing recently and, and seeing that, you know, he's, he's actually talking a lot about like um, the big epidemic there is at the moment when, you know, we live in this world where there's so many social tools out there. However, you know, we're the most disconnected people ever right now, right? We seem so, you know, lonely, you know, with all, even though we have all of this tech and, and, and shit out there, we actually, you know, it's causing a lot of mental health problems. Um, you know, we're lonely anyway. I, I'm going to be stacking up a load of questions for him on Tuesday. And, um, you know, if you've been following these podcasts and, you know Tony, then jump in and uh, maybe have your question answered by myself or him. So anyway, without further ado, let's crack on. Okay, so my first topic, how to make a girl fall in love with you, okay? I've, I wrote down four points here that I think, I feel that are in, 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 uh, important. Um, consistency is the first one right? A woman wants to know, you know, it's, it's, this is paramount, like, this is something I always talk about, like, a woman is constantly looking for someone that can offer them security, right? They're looking for the paternal qualities in a partner, okay? So, ultimately, that's security, it can be, you know, the sort of resources you can offer them, it can be the emotional security, you know, the, you have that, she has this idea that you, you can protect her in certain situations. What's important is consistent. If, if she can get hold of you, you're there, right? If someone that she can rely on, right? Just the basics, guys, right? If you say that you're going to do something, you do it, right? Like, just the basics, man. Like, none of this, like young man boy behavior of you know if you if you say you're going to do something you you don't even get around to doing it right so start creating a a pattern of behavior with certain women in your life that she can identify a guy that delivers not a guy that's kind of half-assed right because think about it she, she she's constantly filtering for guys that are you know, in it for the long run or in it for the short term, right? If you've got certain traits about you that are exciting or you're a cool guy, you know, all this sort of stuff, right? She may sleep with you, but she she's not really going to invest long term, right? So think about, think about the consistent sort of behavior that you can adopt that tells her 
that you are going to be there by a side. If you say something, you're going to do it. You know, if you say you're going to be there at a certain time, you're there at a certain time, etc. Right? That's maybe a difficult thing to to stick by, but you know, just the basics here. Just the basics, right? Second one is effort, right? I've spoke about this a few times before on uh, some of my other channels, and what it is I'm talking about here, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the thought that goes into things, okay? Anyone can book uh, a weekend at a hotel. Anyone can, you know, book a table at a restaurant. But it's the thought that goes into it, that how you dress that experience up, okay? I've spoke about, you know, when I've gone, took my girlfriend on a, on a birthday to, you know, to, to a hotel. Okay, that's normal, that's basic. But it's the detail that I, the, how I dressed it up that made the difference. Example, you know, I went through all of her, um, her images online on her Instagram and I found this app and I printed all of her pictures out of me and her and other memorable times in her life and had them in, received them in a little like Polaroid kind of form. There's, there's a company that does this, there's a little app actually in, on, the, on the iPhone that does this. And you can, you, can, you can do this, send them the pictures, they turn them into Polaroid, they send them to you. What I did, I sent them to the hotel, instructed to the hotel to scan them around the, you know, the room. So they were de you know, decorated around the room upon our arrival. And I also organized for, you know, if it's like pecan pie to be in the room also because it was like, you know, she's American and like she just missed Thanksgiving, etc. You know, she's not at home because she's here in, in the UK. So that was something else, right? Remember, this is the thought that goes in. It's the effort that goes in to something that's very basic, right? Okay, it's very nice to go out to a hotel. It's very nice to go out to a restaurant. But what's the thought that went into it, right? It's a very nice thing. Maybe like she has this very this special place on earth that she just wants to visit, right? And maybe that you organize to do a trip to that special place, right? That's nice. That's a, that's that, that bears some thought, right? That means that you know her well enough to be, to be able to pull off something like that. But what else? What else can you do to make it that bit more special, right? You need to turn her experience into the fairy tale work on that we all have these passing moments when you know we have these ideas that someone important to us would like you know we we think of these these things that just pass our mind we think about oh yeah i could do that she would like that or oh, he would like that but then what happens is for some reason we just don't follow through we just think ah uh, yeah ah nah <laughs> you know <laughs> That's ridiculous, right? And it's it's that behavior in that moment that right there and then that is the difference. You know, it's if you followed through with that sort of behavior and, and delivered, right, that's the sort of behavior that is rare and unique because the masses are having that same fleeting moment but choosing not to do anything, right? And that's that's the not the guy that she's gonna fall in love with. She's gonna fall in love with the guy that's unique and rare. And, and does follow through and does deliver and is consistent, consistent what we talked about earlier, okay? And I guess part of this like kind of moves into my third point of just being a good lover, right? If you, if you are thinking in that way or you're training yourself to think in that way, because you know, it certainly doesn't come naturally to me, hence why I'm in this industry because I've always been, you know, well, I used to be shit at dating women. I just didn't get it. Um, you know, you, you, you teach yourself, you start learning what, what women respond to, what, what women really do care about, what romance is, right? And these little things go on to make you a better, a better lover, okay? Um, something else that's really attractive is, you know, for you to always be growing, okay? I think it goes back to point number one where I said, you know, about being consistent. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you say to her, right, this time next year, I'm going to be in this position, and well, fast forward a year, and you are in that position, that's attractive. You know, she can get used to you saying things and you delivering. Again, it goes back to that consistency. But what it says about that is you're someone that she can plan a future with, right? You said you're gonna do something, fast forward a year, 
you did it. She's thinking, wow, what's 10 years with this guy going to look like? What's 20 years? This is the sort of guy that is, is solid, got his shit together. And what he says, you know, goes, right? You're not a guy that, you know, just chat shit, right? Because there's a lot of people out, out there like that. If she is attractive woman, if she's, you know, got her values in the right place, you know, she would have probably had a few guys, you know, going after her. But she would have encountered a lot of guys that are just chatting shit to get to third base, right? What you're saying is you're not that guy. Okay, so always be growing, always be consistent with your word and delivering, right? This is, it's about you being the unique guy. It's got to be a good deal for them, right? It's got to be a good deal for them. So work on yourself to become the guy that a girl will fall in love with, okay? So those are... That, that's what I got to say about, you know, how you can become a better lover, how you can be a guy that women fall in love with. You know, if you behave like this, guys, right, women will just be queuing up to, you know, to have the opportunity to meet you and, and you know, have a go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Our next point is how to notice the red flags when dating a woman. I think we've all been there, guys. We've all been there. Uh, and those that haven't, stay tuned because, you know, this is, <laughs> this is something you do need to identify. I know too many guys that, and including myself, that have been in the wrong relationships for uh, too, too long of a time, right? And, um, you know, you, you do, you know, dating's like an education and it's something that, you know, we ha we strive to get better at. We, you know, some of us are are, are blessed with having that intuition and um, just understanding what we like and don't like. But I think for the majority of us, uh, you know, we've got to we've got to go through a few women to really understand what we really want, right? And what we definitely don't want. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. I think I think irrational women, okay? Like when you see in your relationship or you see with the woman that you're dating or whatever your situation that you know, you're just arguing about something that's completely unnecessary, right? Just a you know, just something like a thing that's just like why are we still arguing about this little thing that it's normally not about that thing. It's probably about something else that she you know, that is a conflict somewhere. But if she's just carrying on being irrational, right, with her way of thinking, with her uh, behavior towards you, the way she's treating you, if you feel that you are losing respect in a relationship, uh, that's a red flag. But take it from me, I was in a relationship for two years when I was younger. Why I kept myself in that relationship? Because I thought, well, I'm not gonna get a girl like this again. I can't believe my luck, basically, right? Uh, this is a girl, you know, I've shared this story many a times on my workshops and podcasts, etc. where I met this girl in a shopping mall. You know, I've never done a day approach in my life before. I approached her. She became my girlfriend for two years. I was a virgin at the time. I was a virgin to fast forward two years. So I've been strung along, right? But I just didn't get women at that time. Um, but, you know, the reason why I kept myself in there was because I really didn't, I really believed that, that the grass was not greener on the other side. I, I thought, well, you know, I guess this, because she's that, has that certain look or is that certain caliber of beauty, um, you know, I'm, I'm, that's the way guys have to, you know, you just have to deal with it, right? Like, like it was plausible, like it was my fault. Um, of course, you know, if you don't show them where the line is, they're just going to continually you know, treat you in a certain way. And again, I've said this time and time again, if you lose respect, you lose attraction. Okay. Remember when, when you leave home, right. And you go into the big wide world, you've got, you haven't got that parental figure to give you the discipline and tell you where you're, when you're right or when you're wrong. So knowing that and we're not always right right but if you let someone that is behaving wrong right continue to then they're just going to continue to treat you like that and they're going to lose respect for you right so you have to pipe up what you risk if you 
let that behavior be is losing the respect, losing the relationship, losing anything you had up with that woman there. I'll tell you this, when you put your foot down and you say, look, hey, look, I don't, I don't want you speaking to me like that, or if you do that again, like, you know, we're gonna have to have a serious talk, you know, it's that sort of behavior that turns them on. You know, I've had a client, I've, I've discussed this openly with clients and they said, you know, when I had, I, I built up the courage to, to put my foot down you know, it's like the woman suddenly woke up and she was like, wow, I didn't know you had it in you. It's like they're turned on. <laughs> they're turned on by that, that sort of behavior. So, so seriously, you know, maintain the respect in your relationship, right? If, if you feel like your woman is being irrational, but have, you know, think about what they're arguing about. Think about, have they got a valid point, right? Don't try, you're a dickhead if you're trying to always be right, right? That's, that's something else, that's a bigger issue. Think about, do they have a point? If not, then, you know, pipe up, right? You know, it's okay to bow down gracefully and say, oh, okay, yeah, you're right this time, right? Um, so also, also you're during times of conflict like this, it's important to assess yourself, right? Am I being the problem in this relationship? Am I being, this, am I being the issue in this moment of conflict right now? Or is it her? If so, then I need to pump some logic into this moment right now not throw more fire into the fire, right? Not throw more logs into the firing and keep the fire going and you know, it's just gonna get crazy, right? She doesn't want that as well. She doesn't want that. She doesn't want a fucking massive argument with you, right? And a lot of people do this because they are very egotistical, they are stubborn, um, you know, so and it's only gonna work with a woman like that if you know how to diffuse conflict, okay? That's a whole new different subject as well. So. Um, also, uh, early, early telltale signs of this sort of type of person is someone is very ignorant, okay? And if they just formulate an opinion based on not experience. If you're enjoying the content, head on over to my YouTube channel and hit subscribe. I love subscribers. Experiencing that certain something, right? Because that just doesn't make sense. You know, and you know, I think we've all we, we've all caught ourselves doing it. You know, formulate an opinion on something we don't know about, right? Whether we're reacting to something in a newspaper or the news, or you know, in a social situation, uh, you know, f through friends, etc. We, we do tend to formulate an opinion, but based on what? Is that based on real experience? Is that based on, or is that just you know a fabricated? You know, it's okay to have an opinion, but you know, where's it coming from, right? For me, I, I need someone that's opinionated in my life. I need someone to be challenging. I don't like passive people. I can't deal with that, right? But if they're ignorant, like even when you're trying to explain something that's based on logic and they're dismissive of it, like that's a huge red flag. That's a huge red flag. Can you, can you imagine what life's gonna be like in the long run with that person? Jesus. And remember, this woman's going to raise your children. This woman's going to raise your children. Have a think about that, right? Uh, another big red flag is someone who is overly insecure, right? I'm talking, you know, I mean, I think we've all experienced this. You, I mean, you've had a girlfriend or whatever, and I, maybe she hasn't had a certain amount of life experience in her life. And, you know, there's little things that, you know, trigger a very defensive and insecure behavior from her. Maybe it'd be something like, you know, a girl's liked your status on Facebook. Maybe it's, um, you know, she's seen you talk, she's seen women talking to you, or, you know, you're, you're, you're out with your friends uh, too much, etc. I mean, you know, with that alone, like, it, you know, always measure like, you know, how much time you are giving someone and how much time you're giving yourself. Um, because that's a very difficult thing to balance. You certainly always need to find time for yourself because, you know, otherwise what happens, you end up like taking it out on them that you haven't been able to do the things that you always want to do, you know, on a daily or a weekly basis. So always try to find time for yourself. It's important to maintain that relationship with yourself. Um, but also, 
you know, see, does she have a fair point? Am I spending too much time with, you know, my buddies? Am, am I actually neglecting her in a relationship? If so, you know, like every time that a woman pipes up, use this as an opportunity to look inside yourself and think, hmm, does she have a point? Or is this completely ridiculous, right? And be honest, you know, again, don't make it just about you. This isn't, you know, it's, it's, it, this relationship is not about you. It's about us. It's about we, it's about togetherness, right? So, yeah, like if, if someone is very overly insecure, then, you know, it, it can be a red flag. Can you work through it? Probably if you talk about it and you make her feel secure about herself. Like saying like, you know, if do you really think I'd be interested in someone that's just like my state? Do you, do you really be interested? I'd be, do you really think I'd be interested in that, that girl I was speaking to at the party? Like, you know, and really emphasize the qualities that your partner has or the girl that you're interested in has and as to why that you're uh, with her right or why you want to be with her um as opposed to you know just letting her feel insecure about it okay that's i mean that's just not a, not a strong move you want her to be strong you want her to be powerful in your relationship see um here's a great one this is something that i've was sharing with the girls the other week when i did a uh a talk for, for for women see how she treats others, right? I think I may have mentioned this in the previous podcast as well. See how she treats others. See how she uh, treats the waiter. See how she treats her colleagues. See how uh, you know she treats her friends. Is she irrational? Is she you know explosive? Is she? But does it? If she is, does her behavior? Does the event or instance warrant that behavior? Right. See yourself in her situation. How would you react in that situation, right? Seeing how someone treats others is an indicator of how she is going to treat you, is going to be how she's going to treat your friends, your family, your children, right? Think about the bigger picture. Remember, this woman is going to be the mother of your children, right? So all of these things, these these character traits these behavioral mechanisms you should be on high alert if you see these things and seeing if it's something that you can work through for the greater good or that it's just you know it's such a big deal that it's like a uh-uh right you don't have to put up with it guys seriously again i say that i i put up with a woman like this for woman i was very young so too much of a compliment for the situation I was in. She was a girl, uh, as I for two years, and you know I was just very passive and put up with it because I felt that I could never find a woman like that again. Of course, that's limited thinking. It's ridiculous. Um, but that limited thinking, you know, had me in a rut. I'm telling you guys, the grass is greener on the other other side. It really is. Okay, so that's what I got to say about you know identifying red flags when you're dating a woman. Next thing I want to go into is dating after a tough breakup, okay? You need to understand that it's a process, okay? It's a process. It's, it's not a quick fix, okay? Some, some people get over it quicker than others. Some people take longer. Um, you know, the worst thing you can do is to not be busy, is the worst thing you can do is to let things kind of sit there manifest and ruminate you really need to think of the worst case scenario what's the worst thing that you need to digest right now about your previous lover or partner or whatever right what's going to really rattle your cage what's going to really hurt right obviously apart from this moment right now you've just broke up Maybe it's them finding someone new. Maybe it's them sleeping with someone new, right? I was once told this, like find the worst case scenario and just let that go through your head seven times, right? So just tell yourself that worst case scenario story in your head seven times. Because if you then find out or hear about that certain event, then that's gonna hurt you. It's gonna, you know, and there's something about us that's waiting for that to happen as closure, right? So just create that image in your head, right? Create it and go through it seven times. So it's already happened, right? It's all, 
it's already happened, right? We're doing this because we want to accelerate towards moving on and getting ourselves back in a line so we can continue the relationship and repair the relationship we have with ourselves, okay? So think about that seven times. I want you to think about the worst case scenario in your head, okay? Next thing, uh, thing I want to talk about is the severance, okay? So what we tend to do when you know we're struggling to get over someone is we try to see what sort of channels we can reach out or, or you know look for is, is there is there a window that is available for me to, to to look through and to see what's going on in their life or you know I'll leave this I'll leave this window open here so they can have a look like shut all the windows shut all the windows I'm talking block them on your social media accounts I'm talking take the number off uh, I'm talking, you know, remove access to certain friends that you think have access to that person. You know, we're not I'm not stupid. I know what you're doing. You're trying to triangulate, right? So you can get to that person at some point. Remove this person. Remove this person. This is not a healthy idea. This is not a healthy idea. It's not helping you to get back to work on repairing the relationship you have with yourself, right? You're kidding yourself that you're going to, you're just not helping yourself move on. If you've chose to want to move on, right, to want to get on with your life, then this is the sort of action. It's not easy. It's not easy, but this is the sort of action that you're going to need to take, okay? I'm talking no communication, no communication, no windows to peek through, okay? <coughs> no triangulation, no forms of triangulation, right? Next point on that is, you know, to, to offload it, right? To offload it. Don't bottle it up, okay? Don't bottle it up. Don't be, like I say, if, you, if, you, if you're not being busy and you're not keeping yourself active, then you're going to explode at some point. You know, you're going to break down, right? So maybe call that friend maybe that you know that maybe call that friend and and just tell hey man let, let's meet up for a drink i really need to uh talk to someone right now i mean hell that's what friends are for right that's what friends are for um you know i'm sure that you've done it for a friend in need in the past so i'm sure that, that you know, there's certain people that need to return the favor um but it's important just get it out of your system get it off your chest it really does help uh, otherwise, you end up thinking and doing some silly things that you may later on regret, okay? Uh, and another thing as well is like be grateful of what you learn and what they added to you. At some point, this person, you know, was a reflection of yourself, okay? <coughs> they were a reflection of yourself. So what does it say about you if you're carrying all this baggage, baggage this negative energy, and you're putting down your ex-partner or you're putting down you know this person you've had a, a whatever with right what was the great stuff that came out of it what did you learn about yourself what can you be thankful for in terms of what that partner added to you forget all the negative stuff okay that happened whatever think of the positive you're choosing you're choosing whether you want to think negative or positive right i'm saying choose positive i'm saying think about what they added to you and what you learned whilst in that relationship right this positive thinking, this mindset will help you move on, right? And get yourself back in, you know, in the headspace that you need to be in, right? Uh, another, and the last point I want to touch on in, in this particular subject is, you know, the importance of reaching back out to your social friends. Like, I think what we tend to do when we're in relationships or, you know, we, we get so caught up in the, in, in the whirlwind of it all that we end up just spending more time with, um, oh no, jeez, got a problem on there, got a little tech problem here. Oh, it doesn't matter, keep rolling. Um, we end up spending more time with, you know, with our uh, romantic companion that we lose touch with our friends. We lose touch with our social circle, right? So, Make now this the time to reach out back to your friends. You know, be the yes man. Say yes 
get in the habit of saying yes to those social events in the calendar. Yes to the event, but it might, it might mean you making the effort to get back in the loop with what's going on. You know, do your friends all have a, you know, are they in a WhatsApp group? Are they, you know, how are they communicating to each other of what they're doing on a weekly basis? Or if all of your friends have all gone off and got married or they're all, you know, they're not really socially active anymore, then position yourself into a social group that is active, right? That might take a bit of work. It might take a bit of homework. An easy, if, if you're someone that's living in London right now or living in any sort of major city all around the world, an easy thing to kickstart your social life is to go on to like meetup.com or go on to uh, Eventsprite or something like this and just put yourself in an event. Just go to an event and just look to start conversations with like-minded people get their phone numbers and just stay in touch and keep each other in the loop of anything similar. Remember, like this is this is just the basics, guys, right? But it just takes a bit of effort to get back into the loop of this, right? So reach back out to your social circle and put yourself around more women, right? You're only really gonna, you know, get over someone if you allow yourself to move on. But if you're not allowing yourself to position yourself in more social environments, then you're choosing not to move on, right? You're choosing not to move on. You're choosing to be harboring the past, right? It's just not a healthy situation to be in, okay? So, right, let's move on to your questions. Um, so we've had a handful of questions that came in before the broadcast. And we've got the first one, how to get back out there after dating, you know, this person in particular who's asked me this question has been single for over a year. Well, I think we just touched on that a little bit in that last question, uh, that last topic that I just mentioned there is, you know, look to position yourself in more uh, social settings, right? Every day I'm seeing event invites from um you know, certain certain groups, certain parties on Facebook. And I forget sometimes, you know, I forget that I, I, I'm actually taking more of an active role to kind of look in that events thing because there are always invites coming in. And, you know, I've just started saying yes. So recently, where did I go to? I went to a social influencer uh, day, which was in, is in Covent Garden. And, you know, it was, it was just, a, you know, just... What did I get out of it? I mean, there was a few few little nuggets of information, but most importantly, it was just I had the ability to talk to new people, right? <clears throat> and as it happened, I was talking to someone that, you know, I could potentially do um, something with, uh, in business with. And I learned stuff about the advertising agencies and how it's so corrupt that... Um, <laughs> again, this, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm not going to go into it because it's a completely different... Um, uh, topic but anyway what I'm basically saying is you just need to start being social again position yourself in social environments right so where can you find these social environments you can find them in Facebook you can find them on those adverts that are thrown in your face saying hey look this is an event that you uh, this is an event a topic that you like and it's happening near you this is target advertising right some of it is shit some of it's just junk you know, if you just fill the fruit, some of it actually might be of interest to you. Just say yes. You know, a lot of this stuff are free. A lot of these events are free, but they're populated by people that you could potentially connect with. Just say yes. Just say yes. Uh, another thing to do is say is uh, meetup.com. Go on to meetup.com and just have a look through certain events, certain subjects that you find interesting, right? Hobbies, interests, you know, and just say yes. Just say yes, put it in your calendar and just commit to it. A lot of people don't go in there thinking everyone knows everyone, right? And you're the only one that's not going to know anyone there. In a lot of time, a lot of times, a lot of situations is no one knows anyone there, right? These a lot of these are like expat communities uh, built. These things are built up by expat communities to bring people together. Just say yes. Just say yes. Okay. Um. So that's something I'm 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 saying. I'm saying get get social and. Um, you know, I think that's just a start. I think that's a start, right? 
Okay, next question. The do's and don'ts of dating apps. Okay, don'ts. Don't have a picture of you wearing a hat. Don't have a picture of you of your sunglasses on. Don't have a picture of you if you've got a fantastic body, you're, you know, you've got a six pack, you've got abs or you're, you, you, you know, whatever. Women don't need to see that. They cringe when they see that. If you want to show off your great body, just wear fitted clothes. Just wear a nice fitted t-shirt to <coughs> say, look, I'm into, you know, health and fitness. Or just show, do have an, have an image of you, like an active image, doing you, you know, doing your, your interest, your hobby, doing your wakeboarding or whatever it is that shows, yeah, I'm an active guy. I look after myself in this department. Cool. Um, every picture should go through quality control. You are a brand. Take care of your shop window. See online dating as a high street of shop windows, right? And if as you're walking down the high street, you know, you've really got to capture someone's attention with a, an image. And a woman that is going through these profiles, they're thinking, can I associate? And does this convey value, right? What I mean by that is think about the audience that you're trying to market to, right? Because you are a product, you are a brand, right? And there's so many brands on that high street, so many products on that high street, but the person that is gonna do the best is the person that knows their audience you know, better than anyone else. So you've gotta do a lot of reverse engineering. You gotta think, what is it I'm looking for in a woman? What's her, what are her hobbies, what are her interests? What would she be drawn in by? and construct your profile in this way, right? If you really wanna take it to the next level, go onto Google, type in uh, Maslow's hierarchy, and look at those principles there that are essentially our needs and that we are drawn towards, okay? Have a look at them and construct your profile with that in mind, okay? So, and again, don't, don't open your messages with, hey, babes, how are you? What are you up to? Oh, my God, kill me now, man. Like, seriously, women have hundreds. If they've got a good profile, they're attractive, right? They'll have hundreds of messages every week. And that's an understatement, by the way, right? They'll have hundreds of messages every week. What's going to make your message stand out the most? A little tip, right? A little tip here, very simple, is... When you're writing it in the subject line, or, or depends what platform you're, you're you're using, by the way, whether it be a dating app or be something a bit more like you know, Match.com, try to use their first name, right? Try to use their first name. If you use people's first name, they feel addressed. They feel like you're not just spamming them, right? You're not just copy pasting messages, general chat that you're using to every single woman. So just say, hey, whatever her name is. You know, and then pick out something on her profile, right? If she's, and not like, oh, you look hot, babe, and shit like that, do you know what I mean? Like, pick out something in the profile, something about her interest, something about hobby. If you want to get the attention of an attractive woman, don't compliment her on, at the beginning, don't necessarily compliment her on the way that she looks. Compliment on her ideas and her interests. This is what's going to get her attention because you're doing what the masses are not doing. You're breaking a pattern, right? The brain only recognizes, write this down, guys. The brain only recognizes broken patterns, right? So think about it. If you're an attractive woman, what are you going to be experiencing mostly? What sort of messages are you going to be getting? Flip the script, right? Flip the script, okay? So, wow, we really, we really went off on that question. I hope you got a lot of value. I hope you got, uh, you got what you wanted from that. Uh, next question. How did I build my confidence? Okay, how I built my confidence was I, you know, I haven't stopped basically, okay, I have not stopped uh, going out there, interacting with people, being social, um, it, it started with wanting to, it started being so shit at this, so frustrated with myself, of not taking any action, seeing a beautiful woman at the bar or on the street, and every time I'd see I I look at her, and then I, I kind of get a look back, and I feel like, oh, I just didn't do anything again, oh, <laughs> you know, I, was, I felt like a coward, 
And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. Every time that I went through that, I, I felt very emasculated and I felt like less of a man every time that happened. And I just set my, I started to set myself little tasks in the daytime because I was getting competent in the evening, by the way, you know, and I'll tell you a bit about that in a moment. I would set myself little tasks. I would just go and ask someone for directions. That's it. Wouldn't, would not worry about getting the phone number or anything like that. I would just wanted to start, I wanted to start conditioning myself to breaking out of the social norm, right? Breaking out of the, I'm breaking a social convention the moment I go up to someone and show my interest, right? So I need to start small. So the tip is start small. If you're looking to approach women in the daytime, build your confidence there, is just start by asking for someone for directions, right? And when you get comfortable doing that, maybe just make sure that your eyes are locked into her eyes, right? And maybe just have, and as you're talking, maybe just have a bit of a smile going on. So just slowly, slowly build it, build it, build it. And then, you know, take a risk. Just go, I'll be honest with you. I know where I'm going. I just had to come over and say hello, right? Take the risk. Think about it. You're never going to see this woman again. You're probably never going to see this woman again, right? So just see social situations as opportunities to play with people, right? In my interview, we did, you know, when me and Ross Jeffries did that interview not so long ago, well, about a year ago now, I always recall him saying that, um, you know, you've got to go out to play, right? Not everyone wants to play, but if you go out to play, you know, that's all you can do, right? I, I call it go out to fuck with people, right? Go out to fuck with people. Go out to improve their day, okay? So start small and just build and build and build. But what you must do, and here's a really important thing, is write your successes down, right? Success for you might be, I've never approached someone in the daytime before. So write that down in, in your diary or a little pocket diary. It's separate from your ordinary life and record your success. Anyone that is, like anyone that is, achieved great things at a particular area or a particular discipline in their life has recorded their success along the way, right? Things that I'm not so good at in my life is probably because I don't record the sort of the little, little tiny successes I have. So when I am in need of a reference and to remind myself of the confidence I do have in this area, I, I just have nothing to, to look on. And I start saying to myself, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I suck at this thing, right? Because in that moment, I can't find reference as to when I was good at it or I did something that I wouldn't normally do before, right? In this area of my life, I've recorded all of my, like not all, but there was a certain point where I wasn't competent. So I was recording, um, you know, how many approaches I was doing and what I was doing and all the little breakthroughs I had. So Record your success is, is the bottom line in terms of how to build your confidence and how I built my confidence in the evening. You know, I would approach big groups of women, you know, like groups of five, groups of six, groups of 10, groups of 15, right? They're easier. They're easier than approaching smaller groups because if you think about it, you know, if they're social girls, then they'll go out in their social group. You can't limit yourself to just approaching the group of two or the girl on her own because it gives you very limited options of who you're going to talk to for that evening, right? When you go out next, just look. Look to see how many women go out with just themselves or in a two, right? Very few, very few. So get comfortable with approaching larger groups, okay? And how did I... Okay, we've just answered that one. How to game if you're poor? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think <sighs> the only thing that makes you poor is if you don't have time. Okay, now, because for me, you know, what's more valuable is, is is time. Time is more valuable than money. Okay, and if you're not at that stage of your life right now, you'll realize that. Uh, at, at some point, and you'll realize that time is more valuable than money. Okay. Um, when I was working two jobs, I was doing nine to five with my family business, and I was then working, um, you know, like eight to one with a client every evening. You know, this is where before I went full time with my coaching, you know, I wasn't necessarily 
poor. Well, I, I guess I don't. What's poor? You know, it depends. What's poor? Well, the situation I was in was I didn't have time to meet the women in the evenings, right? So what I ended up doing is just taking a spare change of clothes of me to work. And I would go out in the daytime at lunch, not sit in the office, right? Or, or you know, stay in the working environment. I'd get out of the working environment. I'd go to the local shopping mall or local high street, wherever I was. And I just start meeting, I just start talking to people, right? I just start talking to people. Um, and just build, you know, I wanted to break my day up rather than just it, it be about the grind, right? Uh, if you have limited resources, money-wise, there's so many things you can do, right? You can make dinner, right? You can go for go for a walk, right? You can, you know, you can, um, you know, I mean, what's the price of a drink, man? I mean, it's, but the thing is, it's only going to get expensive when you fail to qualify the people before you date them, right? You could you could spend a grand a month on dates. You could spend something, you know thousands a month on dates. Depends how extravagant you are. Um, but I think you need to spend more time qualifying the person before you get to the dating point. Okay, I'm rushing it now because we literally got one minute remaining. Instagram's reminding me I've got one minute left. So um, guys. I'm going to be signing out, but we've got the Vilnius Workshop in Lithuania this Saturday, the 21st. If you haven't signed up now, this is your last week, your last couple of days to be able to do so. It's johnnycassell.com. And um, yeah, I would love to, love to work with you guys in person. If you're enjoying the content here that you get it for free, why not see what I've got to be able to, uh, to give you a live workshop? Okay, guys. And don't forget to tune in on Tuesday where we'll be... We'll be interviewing Tony Jetton Salimi. Okay, guys. All right. I'm Johnny Cassell. And if you loved it, DM me. Slide into those DMs, guys. All right. Take care. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.